0: to thought garden uh, i'm rachel and today i don't have a guest for the first time in what feels like forever i'm on my own so welcome and thank you for listening today i want to talk about the nature of human resources personnel as once upon a time it used to be known and a industry a profession i'm very familiar with hr is my background um i spent 15 years working in various hr roles going from an advisor through to an hr manager and eventually an hr business partner and i never coveted hr director i'm not sure why and i think maybe there's something there around the pressure or whether actually i just got tired i did get disenchanted with the work What it has given me, though, is an amazing respect, a deep, deep, deep respect for those who work in the HR space, who help organisations with their human resources to support their people, to be collaborative with other areas of the business, to be functional partners um, and part of the strategic direction of an organisation. And... I have a huge respect for organisations that invite HR to be at that board level and to be in those discussions, because let's face it, for most businesses, without the people, there is no business. So what makes HR such a tough job? Now, I can jokingly say it's because we wear so many hats we wore. I did wear, (laughs) so this is it. See, now I start talking like I'm there again. So yeah, HR professionals tend to wear a lot of hats. I think you separate payroll and the more financial sides of HR into almost a separate department in some organisations, although clearly there are some smaller businesses that will have all of that in one one space. But ultimately, what tends to happen is you you get this separation of of the payroll stuff and, and, and the transactional HR functions. And then the employee relations and the strategic HR and projects and things that you pull together to make the strategy of the business a reality through the human resources that you have, through the people in the organization. And that can encompass such a huge amount of things. It can encompass communications. It can encompass um, organizational development, LD, and so learning and development. It can bring in all sorts of other things like employee support um, and care and well-being. And a lot of these things get labeled as an HR thing, when actually an awful lot of this stuff is a organizational wide responsibility, well-being being one of them. So why am I saying all this? I'm a coach. What why why do I care what HR people do nowadays? I don't work in that space anymore. Well, there's a real there's a really good um thought there around what HR professionals need, how HR professionals maintain their equilibrium, maintain their well-being while they are working in these ways, Um, well, one day they could be working on a grievance or a disciplinary or investigating an accusation of bullying, or they could be supporting a family through the death of an employee, the death of a loved one. That's happened a few times, sadly, Um, over my 10 years in my last organisation. We had five separate employees pass away for various reasons, and, and some... None of them more tragic than any others, but some more difficult to handle and to um, support the organization through than others. Some were expected, some were highly unexpected. So HR professionals get brought in to support managers and the organization with all of these things. And who supports HR through that? That's something that I've been pondering for quite some time. Who is there to help the HR team maintain their equilibrium, keep their calm, keep their sense of purpose and maintain their values and manage their emotional well-being through these processes, through these not processes, these events that happen that can affect HR professionals very, very deeply. I recall through some of these, as i would mentioned, deaths, because I think they were the most emotive, really being struck and suffering from wondering things that I might have done to help more and things I should have noticed in some, some instances, um, also, what more could we do for the family? And I still now, two two years after leaving the organisation I was working for, I still reflect back on those times and think, what was my role? How, how did I help? What more could I have done in that scenario? I reflect back on grievances and disciplinaries and dismissals and wondering where people are now and how they're doing. I reflect back on elements that have made me question my faith in human nature so where we've seen um, examples of misdemeanors which I can't talk about here obviously because they're very very private but ultimately the where there was an evidentiary burden um, that proved that somebody that we I trusted deeply behaved in a way that was so at odds with my value so abhorrent to what I considered to be decent human behavior that it shook my faith in human nature and it did shake my trust in some other of the employees and that wasn't fair what I didn't have at the time was anywhere to go with that to unpick the things that I was feeling to reset and objectively look at what do I really know what's true this thing that's happening right now that is blurring and um, damaging my view of everybody is a blip this is a one instance out of hundreds of instances, hundreds and hundreds so why should I now therefore never trust a sick note again on the basis that one person has managed to basically fake theirs really so yeah It took me a long time to get through that and to realize how much it was impacting my day-to-day work and my behavior in the organization and the assumptions that I was drawing and the cynicism that was growing in me at the time. I got over it, but I think I could have got over it a lot quicker with support, with help, with somewhere safe to go and talk and share confidentially without any worry of judgment Prejudgment um, or assumptions, and being able to look at the things I was thinking and feeling and pick them apart to determine what's actually true in that. In what way is this helping me go forward? In what way is this hindering? What way is this impacting my work in general? Now, I'm out of that world, kind of. And it's really weird. When I started my coaching business two years ago, I said to myself, I'm not going to coach HR. I'm not targeting people in the HR space because I don't want to be known for HR. I am separating myself from that. I've done 10, 15 years working in an HR space. It's what people know me for. and I need to be known as a coach. That's who I need to now be to the external world. Was that sensible? I'm not so sure. Because actually, outside of the organization that I was working for, nobody else knew me as HR. So I was laboring under a misapprehension there. and Maybe I was laboring more under a, a presumption that if I started working with HR professionals again, I'd get sucked back into that world. And I didn't want to go there. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not a horrible place. I'm making it sound awful, aren't I? Um... It's a fine place. It's a good place. And HR professionals are freaking amazing, but they do take a lot on and it does take a toll. And I think it took a toll on me and it took me a long time to extricate myself and separate myself from the toll it was taking and the love that I actually had for the job. Because quite frankly, if I didn't love it, I wouldn't have stayed in it for 10 years. So it's only now, two years on, that I'm actually coming back round to wanting to be more useful to the people that work in the HR space, who work with the, the as I used to call it, but actually in my old job, the engine room of the organisation, the people, part of the organisation, the, the folks there at the coalface that get stuff done, that make the business work, that deliver to the customers, that deliver joy and delight to clients, that... Keep the, the the you know keep the wheels rolling and and keep sales coming in or marketing happening or finances controlled or all of the stuff that has to happen within an organization that is wholly reliant on human beings to make it happen and those human beings need to be looked after they need to know that policies are fair and that they 're fairly applied they need to know that their managers are looked after so they can look after them themselves they need to know they 're being paid fairly um, And when there are rewards and remunerations, that they're getting those at the right times. They need to know that they can go to somebody when there's a problem, when there's a conflict, and that conflict or problem will be dealt with fairly, objectively, and in good time. And that's the magic of the HR professional. Now, I'm saying all of this because it's amazing how we come back round to things, isn't it? And I think that's why I felt it would be helpful in this little solo diatribe about human nature to think about maybe as a thing to ponder as you go through your day. What have you come back round to? What have you poo-pooed in the past that actually you're looking at now and saying, okay, with my slightly different viewpoint from having that degree of separation for however long it's been, what can I now do looking back at that that's useful to me now? So in my own case, what I'm now doing is saying, actually, I'd really like to help HR professionals. I'd like to give them that space, that thinking partner, that that confidential um, venting room, if you like, to be able to work through the stuff that they're dealing with in absolute confidence and discretion, knowing it goes nowhere else. It's contractually confined to a certain space to be that safe container. So that when they go back to their jobs. To follow through on those investigations, to deal with these disciplinaries or grievances or deaths or occurrences or long term illnesses, to be that fair, objective, non judgmental, amazing, amazing professional that they know they can be. I would have benefited, sorry, I can't even say the word benefited. I would have benefited hugely from that. And now I'm thinking, why is this not out there for HR professionals in general? Why is this not normal? As coaches, we have to have supervision. We don't have to, but it's highly recommended and I highly recommend it. So, you know, supervision helps keep us safe. It it helps us know our boundaries. It helps us navigate politics and systemic issues and work through who we are during that process to really know our values and to be the safest, most effective practitioners we can possibly be for our clients. Now, doesn't that sound like something someone in an industry, sorry, a job like human resources could do with? That safe space, that place to explore, that place to know themselves and to understand how their presumptions, assumptions and biases might impact their work for the good or for not so good. Either way, it's having that self-understanding exploration that helps us grow to be at the learning edge of our profession. I actually believe that all service-based roles within organizations that deal with people should have a form of supervision. Let's say it. Now, it's not being judged, it's not being you know looked at and supervised somebody with a checklist. Supervision in coaching terms is super. Vision. So making your vision super, looking at lots of different angles and looking at all the um, areas that could impact and influence a scenario and do impact and influence a scenario to make it better to go out and to go back and to handle things in the most effective way, the most healthy way, and the way that has the best outcome possible for all concerned. Doesn't that sound like something HR could do with? Anyway, I've gone on too long now because we're at like 13 minutes. (laughs) So I'm going to stop. And what I'd really like to do is hear from HR professionals. So if you work in HR, I would really, really love to hear from you around what your take on this is. Do you think you would benefit from this sort of thinking space? Or am I completely wrong? Is there something out there already that helps HR professionals with this kind of thing? I'd love to know your answers. So if you'd really kindly get back to me, that would be amazing. Drop some comments across. Um, and in the meantime, why not subscribe, revisit some of the old vintage, now we're two years old, Thought Garden releases. Um, we're well not quite two years old, but we're practically there. Let's let's. It feels like two years, let's face it. Um, have a listen and tell me what you think. And if there's a thought to ponder and you want to share and come on and be a guest on Thought Garden, I would love to host you. For now, have a great day. And um, for those of you in HR, hang in there. (laughs) You're doing an amazing job. You've got this. And I absolutely respect everything that you do. Kudos and goodbye.